0: Hello everyone, you're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast, and today I'm going to be chatting with Australian surface pattern designer Mon Hope. Mon specializes in kids' fashion and home print designs, either custom or ready-made as well. A mother, a designer, and a lover of vintage, she loves to inject her quirky sense of color and playfulness into her illustrations and textile designs. Today, we're going to be chatting with her all about branding for surface pattern designers. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. Hi, Monique. I'm so excited to have you on The Print Life podcast today. I can't wait to chat. Hi, thanks for having me, Leslie. I'm happy to be here. So why don't you start, I always like to start off with just telling us a little bit about your background and how you ultimately landed in the world of print design.
1: Sure. Uh, So I studied business and then I studied fashion design, but I ended up doing print design because I'm from the country. I'm living in a rural town in uh, New South Wales, Australia called Temworth. And I kind of grew up in the country and I knew I always wanted to live there. So Job opportunities in fashion are a little bit limited, I would say, in the in the industry. So something like um, print design and, and branding design is easily done digitally, obviously. So that's kind of why I chose it. And also when I was studying, I really loved those projects that I did in print design. So um, that's why I wanted to pursue that. And yeah, one thing sort of led to another and here I am. Where did you start in terms of your
0: design career did you start out in graphic design did you start out in branding or have they all just been things that you've done simultaneously
1: yeah so it's kind of been a bit of a kind of funny sort of journey i started out actually had my own fashion label throughout uni and it was just um really fun thing to do mainly just did markets and stuff like that and i really enjoyed that side of it but um my last year of my degree Uh, I had opportunity to study in Italy so I took that opportunity but it meant having stock and things like that wasn't really possible so I sort of phased out the label and kind of having that experience really made me not want to have a product-based business in a way even though I absolutely loved making things it felt quite wasteful in a sense and with the sort of way fashion was going the turnover required of, you know, of clothes was not really saying I could keep up with hand-making stuff. And, yeah, so I was like there must be another way I can be in fashion without being as wasteful uh, when it comes to materials and also your time. So I felt that something a little bit more targeted um, and digital meant that I could really be creating a product, whether, it, yeah, digitally digitally that someone was actually asking for and wanting rather than creating all this stuff that I loved and was really fun but nobody was really sticking their hand up for. Like, I'm not saying that it wasn't popular. Like it had, you know, a little bit of a following, but it was definitely very niche and it required me to sort of get out there and a lot more than I was really able to. And so when I finished in Italy, I moved straight back to, um, you know, a regional town in Australia to be closer to family. And it took me a little while to get into pattern design. I tried to... I sort of pursued different courses and things online because even though I had studied it, I just really felt like I knew nothing about the industry. Like uh, I didn't learn anything about that at at university. It was just the practical side of it. So I was kind of trying to figure out how do I even get into this. Like you always say, it's a hidden world, and I really agree with that. And I still find that you know your membership is a great way for me to sort of uncover that. That's kind of how I fell into branding design. I guess I started a coffee shop with my husband and we needed some branding. And I thought, well, I know how to use the programs. So I will have a go at this, but I had no training in graphic design other than Illustrator and Photoshop that I learned for fashion purposes. Um, so I just had a go and I don't know. And then from there, somebody in town saw what I did and was like, would you be able to have a go at branding my copywriting business? And I was like, Sure, like I'll have a go. <laughs> I really wanted to do more design. I was working in an office at the same time that I was um looking to get out of. So yeah, did hers and then she referred me to someone else and it just has kind of led from there. Like it's just honestly just been referral after referral, uh, which has meant that I've worked with a lot of really lovely local small businesses, but because of the digital nature of branding, I've been able to work with people all over as well, because there's really Some of the people, even local, I don't meet with in person. We just do it all digitally, it's easier. But yeah, so kind of, I just kept taking on the work that was showing up, I guess. And now it's only now that I'm really getting back to trying to um, develop a career in surface pattern and print design. So yeah, exciting times. Nice. I love that. I love hearing about it because they're all so closely
0: related when we talk about. You know, you learn Illustrator and Photoshop for graphic design, and it plays so well into how you use those same programs when you're developing a print, whether it's about spacing or layout or color or movement. So, I am really excited to talk about branding because I think that it's such an important piece. But every industry, every role we have in our business, I feel like whether you're a surface pattern designer, you're a fashion designer. Your product-based business or your B two B, the branding is going to look different. And I kind of want to talk a little bit with you today about how you view branding in terms of being a surface pattern and print designer, and what kind of things you find to be important.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I I just love branding in general, and I always have. And I think when it comes to being a surface pattern designer, it's um, something that I think you know it can be a real opportunity because not everyone is really taking advantage of the ability to brand themselves in service pattern design. So, you know, you're often saying it can be a saturated industry. And, you know, one of the ways to stand out is to be more niche. And I think branding is hand in hand with creating a niche. It can really give that easy, quick, well, not it's not easy to and quick to develop, but it's, it's easy and quick for the customer to read who you are if you have a strong brand, I guess. So I guess that's the role I think it has to play in that it can really help you stand out, but it can also help you personally to know who you are as a designer. It can be a really fun process to to develop a brand for yourself even. But um, I, I see it as a great opportunity for surface pattern designers.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm just kind of quickly glancing at our questions, because I know um, I always like to just kind of let it (laughs) let it free flow out as we chat. And some things were coming to me while we're talking, and that is just from having a print design studio, you can brand a studio, you can brand yourself as a freelancer, you can you can brand yourself in so many different ways. And I really believe that it's about pulling out pieces of who you already are, things that are already there and just pulling them to the front. So, as somebody who works with clients on branding, what are kind of those first steps that you like to do with a client to get that kind of insight into how you can set them apart in their space?
1: Yeah, totally. I absolutely agree with you that, you know, as a service pattern designer, your brand generally is you. And therefore, it is just about, yeah, pulling those parts of who you are to the surface, as you say. And how I go about that with um, my clients is. And you can definitely do this with yourself. Like you don't need someone like me to give you the process. But what the first sort of step is getting to know them or their brand if they're separate from their brand. And I do that through like a questionnaire and it has questions on it like, I don't know, some really abstract stuff. Like it could be, you know, if you're a cartoon character, who would you be? like? But then it could be also really straightforward things like, you know, who is your target market? What's the sort of client avatar? It depends on the person and really how much I think that they'll respond to those questions. And then, you know, if we're not getting anywhere with the questionnaire or we don't have enough to work from, we'll do a one-on-one as well and just dig a bit deeper. And um, I think that part, getting to know the brand and pulling out, teasing out parts that are easily identifiable or unique about them, because obviously, we as people have many facets to our personality, but we don't need to kind of include all of them. It's like, how do I want to show up? Sometimes people don't really want to show their, you know, their more quirky side. It's almost like you're distilling yourself into a character of yourself, in a sense. Like, like it's not untrue, but it's um, a more distilled version of you. And yeah, you do that through this questionnaire. And then following that, especially if there are more... Uh, visual person themselves. Sometimes that verbal process or word process doesn't work and we need to and for everyone I do this anyway, but the visual side really responds to some people. Like and I'll get them to go onto Pinterest if they're already on Pinterest and just do some intuitive pinning, um, which can be really fun. And then if they're not on Pinterest, I'll do that for them based on the questions we had. Um and then the next step I would say is Well, what I do, which you could also do yourself, is creating a mood board and pulling out some keywords from those conversations you have with yourself and from your pins. And you really only need, I don't know, like any mood board, you could get away with, you know, three images if you wanted, if they were really strong, but it's not always the more the better. And then um, those keywords, I think, are probably even more important. And I'll often just pull those from the conversation. Maybe they'll say... You know, I really want to be known for quality, uh, or I really want my customer to feel relaxed when they encounter my brand. Or I'm all about fun. It's more about feelings and emotions than it is about, you know, a logo. It's like, what does that represent to your customer? Um, so that's sort of my next step, and then from there, obviously, um, it is. A process of pulling out some concepts and coming up with some ways we can visually represent who they are to the customer. I love that. I think
0: oftentimes we hear the word branding. And if we're not familiar, we automatically think logo, hex colors, website. And I think a lot of people may go there. And what I think is so beautiful about branding is it can be um, a more intimate experience like into a little bit of like self-exploration and how we connect with our audience. And I think sometimes that can be uncomfortable too, because we are kind of looking inside and saying, well, what makes me me? And that's kind of hard for us to do sometimes, but I love that we can play with different personas and stories and different feelings and ways of connecting with our audience. So I love that.
1: Absolutely. And that is my favorite thing about doing branding for other people. And it's one of the reasons I think creating my own brand for my service pattern design business recently was probably one of the harder ones I've ever done because it's like, oh, what what uh, are people going to think? And, you know, and, and I don't ever think that about any of my clients. I just always think that's really cool about you or that's really unique. And I think that would really connect with your customers and why don't we show more of that and it's like but it is harder to do for yourself um which is why when I was doing it for myself I was getting a lot of input from people who know me really well because otherwise it would have took me forever to get something out there and it did take me a long time even as somebody who designs branding I didn't have a brand for a very long time. I was just literally just had a font with my name written in that font and that I think that could work really fine if I was able to sort of infuse who I was as a designer into the work I was doing through my emails and through my you know conversations with people and the work kind of spoke for itself but I do think there is value in developing a brand even if it's not straight away or I developing a brand like this you can develop a brand without having a brand I guess in a in a way and then you can add on the visual cues later
0: yeah because we're our brand for the most part right as purpose pattern and print designers if we're representing ourselves um whereas a studio or a product or a brand-based business might be a little bit different um I, I love I love all this um so You know, I love like the intuitive stuff. I want to hear more about intuitive pinning because I feel like that could be really, is it something you have them do just quickly, like images you gravitate toward type of thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm not sitting side by side with them, unfortunately. (laughs) Even though I'd love to, that probably would be a bit weird. But I'm just kind of instructing them to be, you know, because everybody feels very, um, I would say, I haven't worked with somebody who didn't feel some kind of, you know either imposter syndrome or sort of they were questioning like they've come to me for help and I think part of that is sort of helping them uh, coaching them in a way to to be themselves and to get into the zone of who they are and and if they're really struggling with that I will say get into the mindset of your customer perhaps um, and then that can be helpful so if you're struggling to think what do I like think and it's probably a more important question for somebody like say, you know, an accountant I've worked with or, uh, you know, recently worked with somebody who does building and construction. For him, you know, getting into the mindset of his customer is easy, easier than himself. And yeah, and how do we follow our int- intuition in life is just generally a tricky one <laughs> sometimes. But I really think you put on a bit of music and get out of your head and just think of it as this doesn't really matter. You know, I can change it later. Like, I've heard you say before, um, Leslie, that you're a recovery perfectionist and (laughs) I definitely think that of myself. So I think for me to be able to recover from that, I just try to take the pressure off myself and think we could always change it later. Like it doesn't really like matter. And yeah, and put it on, if I'm doing it for someone else, I always put on music that I think their customer would listen to and just try and get in their mindset. And if um, it's not, you know, if you wanted a little bit more structure to your intuitive pinning, I guess you can kind of think of, I've got my keywords, maybe I'll put in the search bar, say for the construction person I worked with, be things like perhaps Country Road or, you know, this particular botanical gin or something like that. And I was like, okay, so then I'll start with pinning images from those brands, even though they're not construction. And then it kind of leads to creating this visual of this person who would also shop at country road, but Mm -hmm. then it's like, Oh, okay. It's getting a bit of a, like a provincial modern look. I might kind of go that way. And so I think just start something and it'll kind of lead somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always, the idea of action bringing clarity, right? Yes. We don't really know one way or the other, if we're not just making some choices and sometimes that can be the hardest thing to do is to make that first choice because branding feels like such a big thing I know it's been always scary for me in the beginning um I'm like well this is is this going to be what it is forever and am I am I married to this logo and this font and these colors and like you said we can always change it
1: exactly and it's almost necessary to change and develop like I have done kind of I don't know brand refreshes I guess although some people out there in the graphic design world would probably hate me saying that because they're like don't do brand refreshes but it's just a whole new brand but I don't know I can't help myself if it's you know if somebody asks for something I'm like oh I can see how we can tweak that to be more like who you are now and I do think branding evolves and if you watch some of the big brands that you know and love you know the likes of I don't know Nike or Coca-Cola or whoever, or, yeah, fashion brands like Country Road, for instance, like it's subtle changes over time Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't really notice. But if you look back, there is an evolution. And so I don't think it ever should stay the same. And you can even have a full 360 and you think everybody will notice and care, but I don't think people (laughs) care as much as we think. And I don't think people are watching us (laughs) as much as we would hope. And sometimes you'll just go onto someone's profile and you'll be like, oh, it feels like I really like their new look or something, but you can't quite put your finger on why. Maybe they've still got the same core colours, but they've mixed up their font or something like that. and yeah. Or, you know, they've abbreviated their name. So it is, I think it's helped me working with other brands to realise these are living things because we are living things, especially if your brand is you. There's no way it's not going to change. Yeah, I love that. And it's so
0: true um, with designers, especially. It's like you're your brand. It's kind of fun to play around with like some version of you, maybe that you create. But even that would change over time because our taste change. We're designers. Our color palettes and styles we gravitate towards and trends we love. It all changes so often that how could our branding not? Exactly. (laughs) At what stage do you recommend considering your branding?
1: For me, the trigger was building my website for service pattern design and, you know, listening to your podcast and being part of the membership and really, and I'm a true believer about the the niche thing. And I do, and I was like, I've really got to, because I have been a bit of a jack of all trades or a deal of all trades. And I thought this uh, branding can help me show up to my audience in a way that, is easily identifiable and I think it was probably one of your podcasts maybe even on niche where you said you know having um, having it be easy for the buyer to identify that I'm the right person for them and I thought to myself well honestly if I went on to my website at this point I wouldn't know that I'm the right person to call on for you know really fun children's wear prints because there's literally none of them on there and There's a bit of this and there's a bit of that and like, oh, I also do illustration and I also do this. I was so that's what triggered me to build a brand separate from my branding design and graphic design work because I thought it could really help me stand out. And so if you are thinking, Oh, I'm not if you do a little audit on yourself and you think I need to show up a bit more in an easily identifiable way for my target audience like if you think oh it is a bit confusing to figure out what I do for who then that's probably a good time to look at branding even just from the perspective of you know getting clear on who you are and who you're showing up for and then from there I think the branding process could actually help you define that Um, so that would be a good point like if you're if you're feeling unclear or if you're working on a website because, you know, even though we've been spending all this time saying branding isn't just a logo or colors, it does contain those things as well and that stuff is going to help you build a website. It's, you know, when you go in there um, to your template or whatever and you it will want colors from you and it will want a little logo or something. So if you've got that, then it just makes that step of getting a website out there a little bit easier and back to what we were saying about changing and being flexible uh I built my website with you Leslie obviously you know um, through your short template and we discovered oh actually we need to tweak these colors they're they're a bit bright or a bit muted or whatever so we just changed it in the moment and you know I think that's what it's about just like getting something out there and yeah so you can do it at any stage I have done rebrands for people who, you know, they've had their brand for a couple of years and they just think it's not really who they are anymore and they want a fresh look at it. But then equally, I've built brands for people who business has literally not even launched. So it is really anytime.
0: Anytime. Yeah. Having uh, definitely having that starting point before doing a website, I feel is key as well. Otherwise you're just kind of sitting there building it as you move through and it takes a very long time to get the website up. Um, having something in mind is always good before diving in. So would you recommend, because I know that this can be tricky. I know, especially for me, as I'm sitting here, like considering reaching out to you afterwards to help me out with branding. I've never hired anyone to help me with branding since I started White Buffalo. I did hire someone in the very beginning to help with like a logo and like a bit of a brand brand guide. And it just didn't feel like me, but maybe because I didn't know who I, I was yet as a studio. So do you recommend when we do have this feeling of, you know, I went to my site and I, I want to tighten it up, or maybe I'm ready for a brand, or maybe I'm ready to find a little clarity in my niche. And I think I'm going to go this direction. At what point do you feel like we can do this on our own? And at what point do you think a, it's best to like reach out and get a little bit of help and support through that process.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one, um, Leslie. And I think it could be, yeah, it definitely. I think as service pattern designers, you guys, we all have the tools, like you, you all are no different to me in that I hadn't done it before. And I'd done, you know, service pattern design. So don't feel that you're not capable. I just think, There comes a point where we need to weigh up our priorities. And as I said, it is harder to do for yourself than it is for someone else. Like, exponentially, for me, if you've got any kind of, you know, yeah, perfectionism going on, you probably will struggle a little bit more than somebody who's a little bit like, I'm happy to put something out there imperfect, which I do totally agree with doing. I just think if you struggle with that, then getting someone else to have a look is probably the best option. But also, yeah, when I say priorities, it's like the whole, time versus money equation. So if you've got more money than you have time, uh, then maybe hiring someone else is the best option. And if you have not much money, but you want to get something out there and you've got heaps of spare time, not even heaps, but enough time to do that self-discovery on your own and to watch some tutorials and maybe get some templates and things similar to building a website and whether you decide to outsource that it's, yeah, just sort of, do you have the money or do you have the time,
0: really? Yeah, that's really good advice and so true, too. Sometimes it can be really nice to have somebody else's view of you. Yeah, absolutely. We don't see ourselves the way other people do, and that can be helpful, uh, in my opinion, Totally. Too, so. especially through that process. So if you could recommend three simple steps designers could take now to begin thinking about putting some sort of a brand identity in place, what would that be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we could you could even do a bit of what I was saying before. So you could start with, I think the first place to start would be with that self-discovery, if you're gonna do it yourself. And you could even you can literally Google brand discovery quiz or something like that. And it will give you some questions to ask yourself. There's plenty of, uh, I can send you guys a list of questions that if you just email me and you could ask them to yourself and you could use that to begin the process of getting to know yourself and who and how you want to show up. And then that would be the first step. And then probably second to that, yeah, start some of that visual intuitive pinning to help you pull out moods that you're drawn to that you want to represent yourself as um colors that you know if you've done one of leslie's exercises in sort of uh developing i can't remember what you call it your power palette i think yeah (laughs) like you could even take if you've done leslie's power palette exercise you could take that and use that as a starting point for your colors because obviously you really like those colors and then just sort of tone some of them down or you know have a play with some combinations and then the third thing I'd probably say even just this is probably like just taking it back to a really easy way you can begin is to look at what you're already doing and how you're already um, representing yourself through whether it's just social media or if you're just one-on-one emailing people or if you have a website whatever it is have a look at what you've already got and think about those questions those answers to those questions you've you've just answered or the colors that you've just come up with and just have a look at what you're already doing and think how could I just infuse a little bit more of who I want to show up as into this so maybe when you answer the questions you realize actually I really want people to know me as really easygoing easy to work with and very flexible but then you have a look at the language on your website it's really long and and it does seem challenging, and it's hard to know how to work with you, then you can kind of make some notes like, okay, I'm going to do a post about how to how it can be easy to work with me. And from now on, I'm going to use really simple language, so that, you know, people don't see me as somebody complicated using jargon, like, or maybe I've discovered, oh, actually, you know, pink is so important to me as a, as a brand, I just am so drawn to it, I, I'm, from now on, I'm just gonna try and infuse more pink in my thing or something like that like it can be really like just making a few tweaks and then over time coming back to that even if you put those sort of keywords that you come up with in your quiz on your wall and just every time you're going to do a post don't overthink it but just think okay is this you know for me like what are my keywords is fun is this fun does this Feel fun to me. Like, oh, do I need to change some of the language or the image or something like that? So, yeah, I would say, yeah, do a brand discovery quiz, um, work out a bit of vibe with a mood board, and then, yeah, just do some little tweaks to sort of infuse a bit more of it into who you are. I love that. That's really good advice to get started.
0: And I think that just getting started sometimes can eliminate the feeling of it being like this overwhelming task. Like, building brand seems very big. Um, and it can be as simple as just kind of taking a look at the way we already are showing up out there, right? How we're coming across the way that we're talking about ourselves, or our bio or our website. How is it representing us? I love that. Thank you so much for chatting with me before we say goodbye. Can you let everybody know where they can find you, how they can follow along your journey?
1: Sure. So on all the social media, I'm at Mon Hope Design. So M O N H O P E D E S I G N. Had to think about that one. Um, and if you were looking for me on Pinterest, that I am a bit of a Pinterest addict, so feel free to come and have a look. It is the same, but it is you have to put the .au because um, I'm in Australia. And yeah, awesome.
0: And I'll make sure that I link everything um, in the show notes as well. And speaking about Pinterest, that reminds me, I like to ask everyone who comes on. Where is your favorite place to find inspiration? And I think I, I may know the answer to that one. Um, but if you have a favorite place that you like to go to, just gather inspiration or to get inspired if you're feeling blocked, what where do you like to go? Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. I, I I love Pinterest, and it always um, gets the mind going. And I think that prior to having a baby and maybe prior to COVID sort of stuff, I did used to get a lot more inspiration from travel and nature and uh, art galleries and things like that, but um, I don't do as much of that anymore. So it's quick and easy to get a little hit of inspiration from my phone with Pinterest, but I do still try to get out there and do those things. But also um, I feel like we're in the golden age of television, so <laughs> shamelessly I, I love um, a bit of good uh, TV inspo, um, but yeah. yeah. Definitely still try and get out there and um, see things and be inspired by that as well. Nice, I love it.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining
1: me today. I love chatting with you and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. You too, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you're a print designer who has been craving a website but feels overwhelmed at the thought of building it yourself or paying that high ticket price to have one built for you, what if I told you, I designed one for you. And all you have to do is swap out your own brand colors, fonts, images, and text to make it your own. The print life templates are ready-made templates that I created specifically for print designers that keeps the client journey at the forefront while speaking to your strengths as a designer, helping you to establish brand and the know, like, and trust factor. Head over to Lesliekenahan.com forward slash platform for more details.
1: See you next time.